This is Chef's Table, and I'm Jim Coleman. It's almost Halloween. So we'll go into the dark side of food, starting with some common frogs. Your vinegar might be made out of sulfuric acid. If you bought some candies as a treat for your kids, they might be colored with copper derivatives or heavy metal like lead. Also, diabetic fare everyone will love. It gives the impression of eating pasta when in fact that particular dish is more vegetable than it is semolina. And what's Halloween without a murder mystery? We have one plotted in a vineyard. You have to be really careful um, about falling into the tank. I mean, becoming overcome by some of the toxic smells, that sort of thing, the pesticides, all of it. It's a little bit dangerous. Plus, helping our kids make smarter food choices, including Halloween treats for kids with braces and lots of ghoulish goodies. But first this. Welcome to Chef's Table. I'm Jim Coleman. With Halloween around the corner, what's it like to make a profession of scary things? Holly Black, and that's her real name, is the author of the successful children's fantasy series, The Spiderwick Chronicles. The Good Neighbors, her first graphic novel, you know, the books with the panel illustrations, just came out. I asked her about having fairies in her cast of characters and the process of writing a graphic novel. What you're doing is you're leaving out all the description. I mean, you're putting the description in, you know, your sort of suggested what goes into this panel stuff and sending it off to the artist, and you're getting to have um, dialogue and some degree of voiceover, but that's it. And so you're really relying on the other person to set the mood in ways that I didn't really expect. And you're also, you're having to concentrate on panel size, on, you know, different cues that you have to establish visually. You know, you have to think about uh, the sort of page turner panel at the end of a two-page uh, spread. You want the panel there to have enough resonance that it makes people turn the page. You have to consider things that you don't ever really consider in book-length form. With vampires, we know certain things that they can and can't do. Is it true with fairies? It is true, but like with vampires, there is fairy folklore all over the world, and there's a great deal of variation in different places. For instance, cold iron repels Celtic fairies, but Scandinavian fairies actually have an ironwood forest. And in Asian fairy folklore, there's a lot of repelling with gold. It's interesting how in every culture in the world there are there are spirits that live underground, uh, there are spirits that live in trees, there are nature spirits that in some way act like fairies do. Is there an origin for fairies? One of the things that, that's interesting about fairies is they are both spirits of nature, but they're also connected in some way to the afterlife. They're often, like in Celtic folklore, you have your fairy mounds, which are often near grave sites. Um, you have your relationship with Halloween, where you have when the, the veils between the worlds are thinned. Fairies are one of the creatures that can cross over at that time and snatch away people. And also, that's a time when if the fairies have snatched someone, you're more likely to be able to get them back. Now, this is a silly question. Do, <laughs> do fairies need to eat? Fairies do eat, although it's unclear whether they need to. But fairy food is very dangerous. Like the food of the dead, if you taste fairy food, you are very likely to be unable to leave fairy. But fairy food is often described in beautiful terms um, as fruit, as many different kinds of fruit. But clearly, it has... Um, there's something about it that is more sensual and uh, more delicious than any uh, human fruit. Now, my lack of knowledge on fairies is great.